Welcome again to the Chris Yeh Podcast, and I am, as always, Chris Yeh. In today's episode, we're featuring an interview with one of Mental Samurai Episode 3's contestants, Jamie the Queen Alexander. This is a great conversation since Jamie is both a savvy competitor and someone who's led a very interesting life, including some previous game show activity. So tune into this interview to get some more insights into Queen Jamie's upbringing, how she came to LA, how she ended up in show business, what she was thinking as she was going through her run, and learn a little bit more about how you can follow Queen Jamie in the future. We also talk a little bit about her name and how the Thor actress Jamie Alexander barged in and tried to take it away. I hope you'll enjoy this interview. Please tune in and stay tuned afterwards for a little bit of wrap-up. Welcome to the show, Jamie, or should I call you Queen Jamie Alexander? Hey, what's going on, Queen Jamie Alexander? It's fine. <laughs> now, you're going to have to tell me about where this name comes from, because obviously it's a big deal to call yourself a queen, uh, but you wear it well. So tell me about how this name came about. Thank you so much, and I'm glad you asked. Um, my first name, Jamie, means supplanted, so it always means that I'm replacing and superseding my own self, so I always feel like I'm getting better. So if I, f- I feel like if I call myself a queen, I have all of my lifetime to actually fill those shoes. So I'm always aiming high, and you know, queen status is something that I adore and think it's important for me to aspire to, so... Fantastic. Well, let's just go ahead and and dive in. So tell us a little bit about your origin story. I know you were born in Hawaii, uh, but you have spent much of your life in in Southern California. Talk to us about how you got to the point where you're sitting in Ava on the Mental Samurai set. Woo! Okay, well, yes, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. My parents, um, my dad was in the military for 20 years. So every two to three years, I moved. So I lived in twice, Arizona twice, Illinois. We lived in Okinawa, Japan, you know, and other places. And then we finally stopped here in Southern California when my dad retired after 20 years. I then continued to travel and I lived in New York for a while and was still able to travel and visit a bunch of places. So it's kind of in me. I move around a lot. I've The place that I'm at now, I've been there three and a half years and that's the longest I've ever lived in one spot. So just once I got to California, we were definitely very wowed by the Hollywood lifestyle. I remember driving down the freeway and seeing like I think Mark Curry from Hanging with Mr. Cooper and like, you know, Cooley, little people like that. We were just so excited. Um, And eventually, you know, after I graduated high school, I actually started selling real estate. But it was when I started selling real estate and kind of getting into that space where I was hanging out in L.A. more. And people were like, you should model. You should do this. You should do that. And, you know, I've dabbled before, but I thought, hey, why not? We're in L.A. Let me give it a shot. So I started doing little things like music videos, catalogs, modeling, you know, and trying my hand at stuff while I'm like being very corporate and selling real estate and doing all this stuff. So I just had my little moment, you know, in the Hollywood scene. And, you know, after a while, time passes, people keep your number. They hit me up like, you know, do we think you'd be great for this game show? Do you want to come in and audition? And once I heard about Mental Samurai and what it was all about, I was like, Absolutely. 
<laughs> well, I have to say that I think most of us contestants, we probably have been asked, so are you interested in modeling? So it's a quite a compliment. I do think that, interestingly enough, we're going to meet one of the contestants later on this season, Dr. Jackie, who is actually, I think, runner up for Miss Florida, among many other accomplishments. So at least we do have a few photogenic members of the cast, along with yourself. Uh, but Tell me about what about Mental Samurai appealed to you? Because I remember when they contacted me, I thought, wow, I really like the idea of doing this show and this competition, but this robot arm, I don't know about that. Yes. So I was very hesitant about the robot arm um, because I don't do roller coasters. I haven't been to a theme park. So my sister and her now husband took my cousin and I to Knott's Berry Farm last July or something like that. Prior to that, I haven't been to an amusement park in years because I don't like it. I don't like being scared. I'm the type of person that goes over a speed bump and like screams because my stomach drops. So <laughs> it was really, that was the most intimidating part for me. But what was a no brainer is that I, like I said on the show, I consider myself a queen of all trades. You know, a lot of people, as I was raised, was like, you know, you need to do one thing and be great at one thing and be successful at one thing. And then all this other stuff will happen. And that's just a philosophy that never really stuck with me. I've always found value in moving around, learning different things, trying different things, understanding different things. So I have a vast knowledge of random stuff. And Never does anybody want to talk to somebody who has knowledge of random things. I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect because whatever they ask me, I'm sure I've dabbled in it, seen it, my brain quickly, you know, I'm a very sharp person. Um, I adapt very well to not only environments, but any job I've ever had. I'm the type of person you can show me how to do something once by then I'm, you know, I'll do it and then I'll do it better than you've ever seen it done. Like I just I'm the type of person who kind of prides myself on knowing a little bit about a lot and I'm okay with it. I'm okay that I don't know so much about one subject. So that's what excited me about Mental Samurai. Got it. So you felt like the format of the show would really be good for you because you have that broad base of knowledge. You're comfortable in front of the cameras and on stage. And you thought, I'm here in Southern California anyway, so this is a fantastic opportunity. Absolutely. And you know, there was some money involved. So I was like, well, hey, why not? <laughs> Absolutely. After all, it's seldom that you get a chance to, as we actually saw in the show, in the case of Nathan, win $100,000 in a single night. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Nowhere else can that happen, I can't imagine, but just a game show. Yeah. So take me to then the moment when you're getting strapped into Ava. And what are you thinking as you're about to play the game? You're about to talk with Rob Lowe. I think you had quite a, a good interaction with Rob. Tell me about what that experience was like. Yes, Rob was amazing. He's so sweet. Like he just has a great energy. Just locking eyes with him was just, it was so special. Um, I was beyond nervous. And I think that when we have to do things that are you know, nerve wracking. I don't think the nerves ever go away. Even if I was in Ava a hundred times, I think I would still get nervous being strapped in like that. So in this particular instance, one, we had never been in the machine. So that was the first time we're looking at it. We're talking about it. We're learning about it. But about 30 seconds before you saw me on TV, that was my first time hopping in and they were ready to go. So that was kind of scary. Um, 
But yeah, like I was saying, I think a lot of things make us nervous, but you just have to learn to work through the nerves. So I did the best I could because the nerves weren't going anywhere. I was kind of shaking. I was kind of sweating a little bit. I had to take a lot of deep breaths because I knew I only had one shot at this and it was all happening like right then and there. It was kind of crazy. Well, you looked very calm and collected to those of us watching on television. So you did a good job of (laughs) appearing to be calm despite being incredibly nervous. Wow. Well, thank you. That's great. I'll take that. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're there, you're you're under pressure, but I think you get off to a good start. You're really doing well in your run. Tell me about, you know, as you're going through, what does it feel like? You're locking it in, you're answering the questions. Talk about that. So I did, I did listen to a little bit of your podcast. You recapped our show and you were right. I did take quite some time to answer the questions and I wanted to do that because, so What's crazy about this is, you know, they kind of prep us and tell us how the game's going to go. But again, you really don't get a sense of it until it's go time. Like there's just kind of no way to fully wrap your head around how it's going to work until you're doing it. So my logic was I really didn't want to mess up on something stupid like, oh, put these in order, C, A, B. And I'm just going so fast that I'm like, oh, BCA, lock it in instead of like ABC or something, you know? So I wanted to make sure I was reading smallest to largest, uh, north to south, what was in what position. I was really like, okay, let me make sure I understand the question, repeat it, get the answer and move on. Because at the time I felt that that was going to be more effective than trying to rip through them quickly and then make a silly mistake. Because a silly mistake is something that I can't forgive myself for. Mm. So. That was kind of my method. I was I was going through all of the questions. Got it. And one of the interesting things is, and again, this is something I only learned just in this conversation now. I never expected for you to say that you were feeling nervous throughout because you looked, again, so calm and you have a great stage presence. And so I think that that definitely helps explain it. You were feeling nervous and you said, I'm going to take it slow. I don't want to make a careless mistake. And you avoided that. You were able to definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important because, you know, one thing I have learned with, um, you know, being on television or being a host or like, I think really this goes for anyone. If you're taking your first exam, if you're a doctor and you're doing your, you know, uh, a surgery, like I think as humans, we all experience those nerves. But for me, it's just a must to work through them. So yeah, a different part of your body kind of kicks in and you just got to get the job done. Now, you've been on television before, I think. You talk about some of your, your past experiences on the screen. Yeah, like uh, <clears throat> back in the day, I was on Me My Folks by NBC uh, with Marquis Costello. I believe she had something to do with that project. So, you know, my family and I were on like a reality show and reality shows were still brand spanking new. So that was a fun experience. Um, I did, you know, another game show about two years ago called um, Divided. And it's a show from the UK that came here. That was nerve wracking as well. And, you know, I was able to win some money, but it was just a weird experience also. Um, What else have I done? You know, just maybe like a few random interviews and things like that. Um, I've not yet acted on like a sitcom or anything crazy, but, you know, I support my friends on MTV. I think MTV. Ooh, or was it VH1? VH1 stripped. Mm-hmm. There was a show, Catch Me on TV. I was, you know, supporting him. So there's a lot of little random projects. You know, like I said, I used to do music videos 
um, you can see me in Heather Headley's He Is music video or, you know, I was on set with Nelly, hot and her. I know I'm dating myself with this, but it was just a really fun time. So I've had these random experiences and opportunities to, you know, rub shoulders with celebrities, be on set, catch myself on TV. And, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. And I actually hope to get more in the future. Well, I hope that the appearance on Mental Samurai helps. I must say, I think that you're definitely the only contestant I've talked with who's appeared in music videos, especially an iconic music video like Hot in Here. So that's really amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It really, really is a lot of fun. I really have enjoyed my journey thus far. Now, one of the things that went through my mind, and you haven't had a chance to see my run because I think we were on different days, and my episode doesn't drop until April 30th. Okay. But in my mind, I was explicitly trying to decide between speed and being telegenic for the camera. Not that you know I'm as telegenic as you, but I definitely thought to myself, you know, I don't think that there's a huge chance I'm going to get all 12 questions right. So I want to make sure that I make for good television to at least increase the chances I get on the air because I would feel terrible if I came down to L.A. and I spent these days shooting, waiting around these rooms 16 hours a day, and then I got nothing out of it other than my per diem. Yeah, so that part. (laughs) I definitely felt the same way. And, you know, to go back to these nerves, I kind of was thinking about the same thing, but because I'm such a competitive person, I was like, well, I'm trying to be cute second. So even my personality was toned down a little bit with not only being um, nervous, but also, yeah, you just, I couldn't, I didn't want to get into too much distractions, but looking back, I could put my personality into it because I am really, you know, wild and witty and fun and a little bit silly, you know, but I'm telling you, boy, my focus was on trying to win. I was so serious about trying to get those questions right. Well, I'm glad that there's a chance here for the full Queen Jamie experience to come out because just the little bit that came out on television was pretty compelling. And I think the more we can get a Queen Jamie, the better. Yeah, thank you. So, of course, we have to ask this question. You end up going out on this question involving coming up with the the initials of these celebrities and a state capital and just talk a little bit about what happened there because uh, this is something that that uh, I think you know Rob Lowe made some hay with uh, not a Neil Young fan huh but what actually was happening and more importantly do you listen to any music by Neil Young and have you ever been to Albany Oh man. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So the craziest part about this is I'm very intuitive. And I was telling my dad, like, I need to learn how to work with this thing because before the show, I, we were going, we, we had this moment, um, as a whole, like everybody that was involved that day where they were going over things and all this and that we had our phones at the moment. My spirit told me to look up state capitals. I kid you not. But what had happened was, is somebody was texting me about this that was distracting me. So I was like, I'm about to turn off my phone because I need to focus. And then um, they had us turn in our phones. Originally, they were going to allow us to keep them for a while longer. So these two things kind of threw me off. But I kid you not, earlier that morning, I was trying to think of random things that I could just put on the top of my brain just in case, you know, something came up and state capitals was the first 
thing. And I'm kicking myself for not breezing by it because obviously Albany starting with a, I would have at least, it would have been in my, what is it? RAS, my reticular activated system, whatever that part of the brain that picks things up and holds it, you know, to reset. So I was kicking myself with that, but I had no idea who this guy was and it just wasn't coming out. And the sad part is I lived in New York for three years. There's no, but I was in Manhattan. There's no reason why I couldn't, but it's like, you know, that's, that's when Samurai, because that's when the game got the best of me. You know, I have Rob Lowe giving me my countdown. I'm looking at the clock. I'm in this machine. I'm cool. I know Ben Affleck. I know Abraham Lincoln. And I just, I couldn't get it out. I was, I was, I was genuinely lost. I really didn't know the answer. I really had such a hard time. My brain was like stuck. And as soon as he's, I just, I don't know. That was so great. It was just a crazy experience. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just wild, but I really couldn't spit that out for the life of me. And it is just looking back. It is just so silly. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me, Jamie? Really? <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing about the game, the pressure, the time, the lights, the crowd, it can undo people. And we saw that happen in a couple of episodes. I think the previous episode, Bennett Reber couldn't get elephant in the room, even though he said it about 15 times. And then of course, in your episode, Frankie Bam Bam Lois uh, couldn't get Hall and Oates, even though he knew the song. And he said literally Hall and Oates about 10 times. And it's just, you're up there and you're thinking to myself, oh my God, I got to get this. I got to get this. And it's so hard once you start getting into that state to like calm down, it's got to be there, but it's so hard. Oh, I just, I couldn't spit it out. And then I'm like, and then in my brain, I'm going through what could just be the last two letters of anything like ST or, you know, I'm just starting to think of random things. And then I'm stuck back at looking at this guy's picture. And I'm like, I've never seen this man in my life. I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Well, you're not in the, well, actually you said that you, you've been around for a while, but Neil Young is a pretty old kind of thing to know. That would be perfect for, for Dr. Ken. I think he would have gotten Neil Young right away. He'd prefer that to the chain smokers. Right. Or, you know, I saw some other people had questions about like Cardi and all this other stuff. I'm like, why couldn't I get something more up to date? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, unfortunately you're not able to complete the course. Uh, Talk about how you felt since then. Is it disappointment? How, what do you think? How are you doing emotionally as a result of it? Oh, it was really hard um, because I really, you know, what you saw on the screen really is me. I'm very competitive. I don't know what it is. I think for the most part, I've always been that way. I really believe in myself and I always think that I can do something or I can win or I can have or achieve. And I just, I really went in there with the intention of at least getting to the circle of samurai with the $10,000. Like I really, I, I felt like it was going to be hard, but I knew if anybody could do it, that I could. So I actually really did take it hard. I'm thinking like, man, if I could just play one more time, I know I could win. So, I mean, there's still, now that it's aired, I feel a little bit of release, but I feel like every day up until I, it's not, it's crossed my mind at least once, like, man, I really could have gotten that. Or I do think about the pacing and, you know, um, because I can be smart and quick witted and get things quickly. You know, maybe there were moments that I could have had more confidence in myself and 
shoot, even before Ava was even done spitting out the question, there was times where I was like, oh, boom, 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 you know? So there's all these things I was thinking about that I could do differently. So yeah, I can't lie. I kind of kicked myself for a while. Like, man, that would have been so great. I'm nervous for this to air. People are going to make fun of me because I don't know Albany. Like it was just, it was kind of, you know, a, a little emotional roller coaster that I went on. I was pretty disappointed. I, I can't lie. I was pretty disappointed. I, I can imagine. I think everyone uh, will end up, again, there can only be one winner this season and everyone else, no matter what, is going to feel at least a little disappointed because everyone's super competitive. They went on this show because they, they win a lot and they like to keep winning and, Sadly, only one person can win, and we'll find that person out on the season finale on May 21st. Yeah, and I mean, you know the process they put us through, so it's just kind of like, oh, we really put in a lot of work, and you know, like you said, to maybe not have the show air or to not win, it's a lot. It, this was really quite the experience, but I'm, I'm super glad for it, and you know, even coming on this show, I was super pumped, like... You know, you even asked me to, you know, hop on the show and speak. This is this is really great. So who knows what will come from it? You know, you just kind of I just got to tell myself to keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. No. And, and thank you for coming on the show. And again, uh, you've been on television before, but this is probably the first time you've been on a primetime network show. So that's got to be a, a good milestone, a good accomplishment. Yeah, this is great. I love it. And I got to meet Rob Lowe. So there's no way, even if I ran into him randomly somewhere, he'll never forget me. We all, we will always have mental samurai together. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Albany. He's like, I remember you. Yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So let's uh, let's let the folks at home know where they can get more of Queen Jamie. Where can they find you on social? What kind of projects are you working on that they should be looking out for? What would you like to plug? Yes, yeah, so please follow me on Twitter at Queen Jamie, which is Queen J-A-I-M-I. And I'm on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, which is J-A-I-M-I Alexander. Most of my updated projects can be found on Instagram, so I love if you guys followed me. Um, I'm also a host on AfterBuzz TV. My afters are God Friended Me and The Flash. You can catch me on AfterBuzz TV Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and Tuesdays at 9 um, p.m. after The Flash airs um, on The CW. And um, I also recently just became a host on Pop Fusion TV, which is great because they run on cable. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see more of my segments that come up on Pop Fusion TV. And also, I like to have a lot of fun and bring people together. So I have a monthly brunch party um, every third Sunday in L.A. We just chop it up. So chop it up Sundays dot com, chop it up Sundays brunch, uh, chop it up Sunday on Instagram. You can just kind of see cool people. It, it really is networking. I just don't call it a networking event because that sounds boring. This is a brunch party. So, you know, um, people meet each other, meet new people, catch up with their old friends. And it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, I've actually been doing it at different locations around LA for four whole years. So it's something people come out to and enjoy. I love it. And those are the places where you can find me. Wow. I have got to get some advice from you on how to become an omni-channel media star because I am sadly not doing nearly enough. So uh, look for me to, to contact you more about that in the future. There was one final thing, which we talked a little bit about on the phone before we started. So 
one of the things that was difficult to find in terms of finding you is there is an actress named Jamie Alexander. People may remember her from Thor. And I believe also, is it Blind Spot? What was that television mm-hmm. show she had? So what's the story behind the name? Did she barge in and take your name? What's, what's the deal there? She absolutely barged in and took my name. And I've kept my eye on her for years. And it really broke my heart when she got Thor because I knew Maya Googles was going to go straight down because how could I compete with somebody who's been in a box office film? I had been following her for years before that because I, you know, when I started to get into the industry, I, you know, you the first thing you think about is your name. This is the name on my birth certificate. My amazing mom named me after the bionic woman. She wanted to name her first daughter, Jamie. My spelling, J-A-I-M-I, was originated from my mom and her creativity. She is, you know, so creative. And so that is what's on the birth certificate. Jamie Alexander on Thor, her real name is Erin, E-R-I-N. And I found all of this out. So, you know, before, and then, yeah, when she got the movie, I was pretty bummed because I knew it was going to be harder for people to find me. But I am the original. I think we should pull out birth certificates and see who should really hold the name, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that is just not fair for someone to change their name like that. Mm. I really even think she threw the E on the end, possibly, I mean, just to be different than me. I'm not sure um, because... Yeah, I really don't know how that works. I, I, you know, like you said, when you're in LA, you never know who you're going to run across. I always pictured, okay, if I ever meet her, I kind of really want to ask. Well, I mean, there's a lot of famous cases of this. Uh, obviously, Michael J. Fox, his middle initial is actually A, but there was a previous Michael A. Fox uh, who had already been in Hollywood, and so he had to change his middle initial. And he chose the J, which I think worked out pretty well for him. Right. So, gosh, I don't know what I would do because I'm pretty obsessed with my God given name. <laughs> Could you, do you have a middle name that we can use? My middle name is Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E. Got it. So Jamie, Nicole, Alexander, or alternately you could change it for stage purposes and it could be Jamie Queen Alexander. <laughs> hey, you know, you never know. I'm going to have to see what I work with. Maybe I should do like a little vote, a voting poll on Twitter and see what people like. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for being willing to come on and sharing so much of your experience. It was really helpful to hear more about just what led you to the show and what the experience was like. And hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more of you in the future on stage, screen and over our phones. Gosh, that would be so great. And thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. It's a pleasure, Chris. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm going to keep tuning in to you as well. Awesome. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. That was Queen Jamie Alexander from Episode 3 of Mental Samurai. I love having these wide-ranging interviews, and I really think I learned a lot from Jamie, and I'm definitely going to take her up on some of that advice that she might be able to give on how to do more things online to host television shows and be on cable and all the other things that Jamie does. I also hope to be in Los Angeles sometime for one of those Chop It Up Sundays. At any rate, I hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Chris Yeh Podcast featuring Queen Jamie Alexander from Episode 3. Tune in for more episodes featuring more contestants, more recaps, and other great stuff. As always, please feel free to rate, review, and tell a friend. I hope to hear you again soon.